0: Love Talk Radio.
1: Good morning, pet peeps, and welcome to the Pet Place Radio Show. We are heading into the Thanksgiving holiday, and that always makes me think of how thankful I am to have some very special animals in my life. In fact, I couldn't even imagine my home without the daily shenanigans of my pets. All of them were rescued from one situation or another, and I kind of get the feeling that they're thankful, too, for this situation. You know, here in the United States, we do have a serious problem with homeless pets, but I have to say, compared with other parts of the world, We're doing so much better. This morning, Shannon McCabe from Rolda will be stopping by to talk about animal rescue and humane education efforts that her organization is involved with in Romania. Since her last visit to the pet place, things really are starting to get better. Just goes to show what dedication and commitment can do to make a change. And after our halftime break... Steve Lurz, the founder of Bionic Pet Products, has some pretty cool pet products to tell you about, just in time to start your early holiday shopping. So keep your radio tuned to K-Mozart, and we'll get started with a brand new edition of The Pet Place after a quick message from the station. Welcome back. You're listening to the Pet Place Radio Show on K-Mozart. I'm Marie Hewlett, and making her second appearance is Shannon McCabe. Thanks for joining us on the Pet Place today, Shannon. Hi,
2: Marie. Thanks so much for having me
1: back. Well, I would like you to remind everybody about what ROLDA is exactly.
2: Oh, thank you. I would love to. ROLDA is actually a um, shelter in Romania, and ROLDA stands for R-O-L-D-A. Romanian League in Defense of Animals.
0: Oh, and what wonderful. we do
2: is we operate two animal shelters in Galati, Romania. And one of them has a free pet sterilization program in Galati. And the other one is um, a s- place that holds all the dogs that are uh, captured at a steel plant called Arsler Metal. Hmm. So, so, yeah, it's kind of, we have two different types of places. One is where, you know, animals that are are going to be um, reconditioned so that they can, you know, be be adopted out, okay. can be placed. And then the other one is a place where the animals are held that are ready for adoption. So. Ah, I see. Yeah. It's a so pr- is there a
1: big problem with just stray dogs at this metal
2: plant? Yeah. As a matter of fact, uh, the shelter that houses all the dogs from the metal plant usually has four to 500 dogs on site at a time. Oh, my goodness. I know. Is it just a dumping ground,
1: or are they just reproducing? Well, I think they were
2: both, dumping ground and reproducing, Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, the problem is definitely, you know, becoming better, obviously, Mm -hmm. but, uh, you know, it's, can you imagine taking care of 500 dogs? I just can't. No, no. (laughs) I, I
1: can't even imagine going to a workplace and having just Dogs everywhere running around. <laughs> I
2: know. It's really it really is astonishing and some of the pictures I've seen it's just like, Oh my gosh, how on earth has this happened? But
1: Oh. Wow. Now do the know, workers feel for these animals and toss food
2: little yes. clips to them and that yes, kind of sometimes. Okay. I'm sure there are, you know, your mixture of people who are, you know, happy or happier people that will feed them, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, you're probably going to get people who are also scared of animals Okay. or um, people who maybe don't like animals. So I imagine that there's a, a nice mixture of folks, but what's great is, you know, luckily there's an establishment like Rolda that will come in and rescue the dogs that they can and, you know, eventually, in a perfect world, be able to adopt them to a family who can care for them properly.
1: Yeah, it's a different cultural experience over there, and I'm wondering, are you seeing more and more people sort of changing their attitude about adopting pets over there?
2: Oh, definitely, yeah. Um, and you know what's interesting is uh, I've been noticing that a lot of the animals are being adopted out in, like, Sweden and Norway and Germany.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah,
2: so um, they're they're kind of becoming uh, pretty popular over there in Europe. And, and of course, you know... Um, that Rolda and, and other animal shelters in Romania are always trying to educate small children on, you know, the importance of animals and how they, you know, need to be cared for and whatnot. And I think that things are turning around.
1: Wow, that's great. How long has Rolda been in operation?
2: Well, Rolda is actually celebrating its 10-year anniversary no this year. No way.
1: That's yeah. amazing. So, yeah. so you really are starting to see the fruits of your labor then.
2: Well, it th- you know who's really starting to see the fruits of the labor is Donna, who Donna Costin, who's the founder over there. She works tirelessly and she's been doing it, you know, since she was a teenager. Wow. And um, you know, it must be pretty amazing for her to be able to open up the doors, walk outside and see what she's created for these animals.
1: That is wonderful.
2: Yeah, and How did so she has so many get wonderful started? helpers. What what um,
1: made her get into this uh line of work, so to well, speak?
2: from From what I understand, it was uh she actually saw some animals like living in some bushes on the side of the road when she was a small child took care of them, and uh everything kind of escalated from there,
1: so she grew up in Romania then yeah okay. exactly,
2: yeah. and how did you get
1: involved?
2: Well, they actually contacted me oh i don't know about f- i think three or four years ago through facebook mm-hmm. and um you know i've always been in love with animals and have always tried to do what I can to help, and um, they contacted me and said, "Hey, would you like to, you know, maybe start going to some conferences and and checking us out?" So I said, "Yeah, sure. Let me check you guys out, see what it's all about." I mean, it was very interesting to me because, you know, Romania is not a country that, that us in California maybe think of to go. <laughs> so so I started um, doing some research. I thought, "Wow, these are they're very you know reputable company." And uh, or organization, and why not help them out? I mean, everybody needs help, right? Right. And I do help locally as well, but I don't know. It's, it has a special place in my heart.
1: Have you ever actually
2: visited
1: the Rolda shelter in person?
2: You know, I've come very close many, many times, and unfortunately, some little you know kink in the chain has happened. But Aww. I definitely, definitely <laughs> hope to get out there. <laughs> yeah, I know it's always something. Uh, but I really would like to do a documentary on. Donna and, um, you know, her dogs, because Uh I think that uh, if people got to see really what goes on day to day, then they might be more apt to, say, help out and uh, send some donations over there.
1: You mentioned that there are a lot of dogs that are just roaming around in Romania, and that's just kind of a fact of life over there. Is the same circumstance presenting itself with cats?
2: Well, uh, it, you know, it's not as big of a problem. I'm sure there's a, a small problem, but <clears throat> what Rolda does is they have a, um, a f- uh, or a sterilization so that, like sterilization program so that if people have pa- uh, pet cats, they can bring them in and have their their cats spayed for free or n- neutered, and then you know, eventually, if things like that keep going on, then the problem will hopefully stay pretty nil. But okay. they haven't noticed, you know, quite the problem that they have with the dogs. So
1: that is so interesting. It's exactly the reverse of what things are like here.
2: Yeah, I Isn't just I, know. I can't
1: imagine just so many street
2: dogs. Yeah, that's I have. Um, very sad. Oh, I have probably ten cats that come and hang out in my yard because they know there's always food around. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but none of them look like they're at all feral, though. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> they're all fat so. and happy. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> wow,
1: you mentioned you'd like to do a documentary on on Rolda. Tell me some of the great stories that you know about.
2: Well, it just the, the great story to me is is that some young girl took time out of her life and actually dedicated her entire life to making um, a change where change wasn't really possible.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And I think uh, just that to me is inspiring enough to to have an entire movie about, you know. I mean, I could probably go on forever. But I just think that people in the United States need to know that the United States is not the only place that has problems. It's it's a worldwide issue, and, uh, you know, if somebody wouldn't mind helping out a little bit here and there, it's going to make a change.
1: And I bet you small donations have a pretty big impact in Romania. Oh, absolutely.
2: Yeah, like... um, you know, twenty bucks goes a really long way over there. And uh what's also nice is is in Romania they can accept donations from um you know veterinary and food and shelter. So we've been getting donations, you know, from the United States and from Europe and and so uh that's kind of the main focus is trying to, to bring in these items. And okay. it doesn't necessarily have to be cash. You know, well, it could okay. be anything that a that a dog needs.
1: How does somebody go about doing that?
2: Well, there is a website, which is www.rolda.org, mm-hmm. and all the information is there, and even Donna herself would contact them personally and, and you know, let them know what they needed. Wow. Yeah.
1: Do enough donations come in to really cover all those animals? I, you mentioned quite a few animals that are going through your shelter.
2: Well, what's nice is there is uh, the Ar- Arsler-Mittal uh, steel plant over there in Gallati, the one they actually used to fund uh, all of the construction that that Rolda needed to to house all these animals. Wow! They have since ceased that, but they are still feeding the animals in the large shelter. Oh, that's so, wonderful! So, thank goodness for that.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, and
2: it's a huge, you know, wonderful contract, and everyone's very, very happy with them, and and they love Rolda, we love them. Um, but yeah, it, since since the construction money has ceased that's kind of what they're working on raising right now so that they can continue to keep building and updating and you know cuz when things are going through the elements like they do in Romania you have your extreme heat you have your extreme cold you know things break down and you know that constantly needs to be updated
0: okay
2: yeah so that's that's kind of where they're at right now they're looking for you know some some repair work to be done i said i would okay. say
1: well, I know that you gave out the website, but let's give it out one more time because I know a lot okay. of people don't necessarily have their pens and papers ready to go <laughs> right when we talk about those things. What is the ROLDA website? It's
2: www.rolda.org.
1: Excellent. And it is a nonprofit organization. Absolutely. So tax deductible?
2: Yes, it is. we is. 501c3 and our uh, trustee, Merritt, is up in Washington. And um, if anybody had any questions at all, we could either you could contact um, any of us through the website.
1: Wonderful, Shannon. It is such a pleasure to speak with you, and I want to congratulate you on the progress that you've made since we last spoke. Thank and you so I much, hope Marie. Rolda has much more success and wonderful stories for the future. So thanks Aw, thank for stopping you. by the Pet Place today.
2: Thanks for having me. I hope you guys have a wonderful day over there. You too. Thank we
1: you. need to take a very quick break now, but when we return, Steve Lurs, the founder of Bionic Pet Products, will be by to talk about some great news, super tough pet products just in time for the holidays. So stay right where you are, and we'll be right back on K Mozart. Mm-hmm. Back on the Pet Place Radio show, and our friend Steve Lures from Bionic Pet Products had a little business emergency he had to tend to. So, pinch hitting for him today to talk about Thanksgiving and holiday safety tips is our old pet place friend, Jeff Isbell. Good morning, Jeff. How are you?
3: (laughs) Good morning, Marie. I was afraid you were going to ask me to pinch hit on his area, (laughs) and I thought, no, (laughs) I... tell us about (laughs)
1: Bionic Pet Products. (laughs) (laughs)
3: Fantastic.
1: (laughs) Well, I think actually it's important to talk about holiday safety tips, and I was a little concerned that we were bypassing that this year because... Every year there are always a certain amount of tragedies, for lack of a better word, associated with the holidays, and I think, let's go ahead and take care of this. This actually worked out okay.
3: Well, I'm really glad you gave me that chance, because that's true. And, you know, it's kind of our responsibility with a show like this to help people remember. They have so much to do around the holidays, and there are a lot of things that they may forget about that can... uh, lead to some pretty tragic results.
1: Absolutely. Back when I worked for Orange County Animal Control, some of the busiest days we had were the holidays because people are coming and going, doors are left open, animals escape, especially if you have a door-darter type of animal. And unfortunately, there were a lot of pets that would be hit by cars because they weren't necessarily animals that were... Used to being outside, so well, suddenly you know, they're out. They're sorry. scared. They're in the road, and bam.
3: Yeah, and that's that's terrible.
1: Right. So, what should people be aware of during the holiday season, especially with regards to a lot of people coming and going?
3: Well, you know, the, you kind of said it without saying it, and that is, be aware of your pet. On that day, you're going to be distracted. Well, involved with all kinds of friends you haven't seen in a while, family you need to catch up with. And, and what are people doing? They're carrying things in and out the door. The door opens and closes, opens and closes. The dogs, the cats, they do what they do. They sometimes want to get outside. Sometimes they want to participate with the family. Some, and they get very upset and um, confused and maybe frightened. And out they go.
1: Right, if there's a lot of people coming in making a lot of noise, especially cats. Cats Mm -hmm. do not like things to change. So if there's strangers coming in and you don't have a social cat, Mm -hmm. you could pretty much count Mm -hmm. on it sneaking out the door while somebody's Mm -hmm. carrying a big armful of whatever into the house.
3: Uh, Stuff that makes noise. Mm -hmm. And what's going on out on the streets in the neighborhood?
1: A lot more traffic.
3: That's right, because
1: people are coming to visit. So your street that normally might have just your neighbors driving back and forth suddenly has five times as many cars driving back and forth.
3: Yeah, on an average day, your dog might get out and cross the street, no big deal. Not on a holiday.
1: Yeah, that's a bad thing, very bad thing. So please be careful. The other thing, too, is if your pet does get out, You want to make sure that it's got identification. It needs to be wearing its collar, its tag, and double-check those tags, folks. I can't tell you how many times I would pick up lost pets and look at their tags, and they would be totally unreadable because the engraving would be worn out or they'd be so covered with grime and whatnot that you couldn't possibly read what was on there or the tags would just be really old and people have new phone numbers and so the phone numbers or the addresses would be invalid.
3: Well let me ask you a question as a person who is an expert in what the animal control officers do. What What is the process if they pick up an animal and it has a good tag and it has a microchip how likely is that animal to get returned?
1: Animal control officers want to get these animals back home. That's their primary objective. So. I know when I was out and about, if I picked up a pet and it was wearing an ID tag and it was current information, I would take that pet straight home. And I can't tell you how many happy reunions there were when I would bring animals back home. And sometimes people didn't even realize that their pets were out. It was amazing because they were so wrapped up in what they were doing. So they were thrilled to have their pets back. And that's what animal control officers try to do whenever they can.
3: So then the moral, the the takeaway is definitely have a tag, make sure it's always correct, and have a microchip.
1: Absolutely, because identification for a pet is a voice. They can't speak English. They could meow. They could bark. But they can't communicate with an animal control officer. So give them that voice to get back on. They might end
3: up uh, in a friendly house a block or two away and never see their family again.
1: Oh, I know. And I'm glad you brought that up. I have... A lot of friends who have adopted, and I use that that word loosely, I'll put it in quotes.
3: He he adopted us. (gasps) Yeah, he he adopted
1: He showed up on our doorstep. He wanted to be here. (laughs) (laughs) And I just can't imagine that. My good friend, who's been on the show a number of times, her name is Maria Dales from German Shepherd Rescue. Her own dog slipped out of the house last week. She was horrified, and and for people who know Maria, she is super, ultra, ultra responsible, and she was horrified. It was like her her little child was gone, and a whole army of her friends and volunteer workers at German Shepherd Rescue just went out and started canvassing the neighborhood, and and the good news was, while they were all out and about, the dog came back home. And she had a long talk with him, and told him, "You better not ever do that again
3: <laughs> well, every time I'm on the show, I always feel like I have no time at all so let me let me talk a little bit about uh what the animals eat on that day and what they shouldn't eat.
1: Oh okay, okay okay
3: um everybody wants it's a special day, it's a holiday everyone's celebrating, and they want to involve their pets and so under the table goes a little turkey, a little mashed potatoes. Hi, I wonder if he'll eat an olive. that'll be fun to watch." Mm-hmm. And the next thing you know, somebody's handing out chocolate, which can kill a dog.
1: Mm -hmm. Especially
3: dark chocolate. Especially dark chocolate. Mm -hmm. And it's a cumulative problem. A lot of people think, I've given him chocolate before and it was no problem at all. You don't know it's no problem at all. Right. You have an accumulating problem that will eventually destroy certain organs and your pet will die. Right. And you go, well, he got old and died. No, (laughs) he died from chocolate. (laughs) So, some ideas that... uh, that we've been thinking about are are, are to do something like this. Get some dog treats. Um, Bring them to the table. If the animals are going to be out and around the table, which you may not want them to be, but if they are or around the house anywhere, have some treats available and tell people, don't give them food, give them these. And if they manage to do that, your dogs will be a lot better off. But a lot of cases, people don't want pets around the Thanksgiving table.
1: That's right. I, I definitely have some family members who, even though they love animals, they just don't like the idea of pets being around food.
3: Yeah. Yeah, we won't go into the things my dad used to say when he would see a dog near the table. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, yeah, a lot of people have strong feelings about that.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And so it's, it's a good idea to practice your training. Let the dog know its place in the house. And that means that he has a home. He has a kennel he can sit in. He has a quiet room he can go be in.
1: Right. Somewhere where you can play some soft, soothing music to keep him calm and happy.
3: You know, there's a station I like to use, and it's, what is it, K. Mozart. Oh,
1: okay.
3: They always have wonderful things there, and they're really calm. <laughs> oh, oh, well, that's this. Anyway. So healthy treats for the dogs. You know, they want the same bad things that we do.
1: Mm-hmm. That's Only not good for us and not good it's good for not, us not good for them not good for them especially when they're normally getting a healthy diet which right. you know most of us don't ever get that's really
3: worse for them i think i mean there's you, you, they get sick
1: mhm they absolutely do mm-hmm. and and that's a big vet bill that you absolutely don't need this time of year and uh, it's definitely something for your pet you know your pet does not want to go to the vet so give it its healthy food and make sure it's it's safe now A lot of us have aging family members who are coming over for the holidays, maybe somebody who's not as Are are you talking about me? No. Uh, (laughs) Someone who might not be as stable as they used to be in their younger years. And you might have a rambunctious dog who likes to jump up on everybody to say hello. What's your recommendation in this area?
3: Well, As we said at the very beginning, be mindful of it. You can probably handle your dog, but if you know that your 90-year-old aunt is coming over and her skin is not as strong as it used to be, just a simple jump up and say hello from the dog could send her to the emergency room.
0: Yeah, definitely. A lot
3: of injuries are possible if she falls off her her, uh, walker. Mm -hmm. I almost said off her rocker. (laughs) I didn't mean that. (laughs) Anyway... Yeah, it can be it can be uh, very dangerous and and so if you're just thinking about it, you can imagine the things that could occur.
1: Right. So if you have a rambunctious dog, perhaps that would be the type of dog who needs to spend some time in its own quiet room away from the family. And maybe you could bring the dog out on a leash and make sure he's obedient and doing all the right things maybe even practice some obedience training, do a little refresher before the holidays so that he knows to sit, he knows not to jump up, he knows the down command and the stay command. Those are always really good ones.
3: When I was a little boy, I was always bewildered by what all these adults were talking about, and I I like to think that, that my pets kind of feel that way and they may be in the in the other room and barking and they want out and maybe that's a good idea maybe it's not maybe it's a good idea after everyone's been there a while and there's no more coming and going um you know how to handle your own pet the main thing is to be mindful of it i think that being quiet and in a room away from all the the noise is is a great idea
1: it absolutely is and the pets don't feel like they're being punished don't turn it into a punishment kind no, of thing no
3: no they're they're in their uh, Having a
1: good time. Give, in, give them some interactive toys and maybe something with peanut butter in it that they have to work at to get to the peanut butter, and and along with the soft music that's playing, and then go in and say hi to them every now and then, too. It yeah. doesn't have to be a bad thing. And yeah. as long as you don't think of it as a bad thing and they don't pick up on any strange vibes from you, they're going to be happy little campers. Yep. And then you will have a safe and happy holiday season. And you know what, Jeff? We're just about out of time.
3: Oh, come on.
1: <laughs> you know, you could find out a lot of great information about what to to watch out for for the holidays online. So do a little research if we haven't given you enough information here. And right now we need to take a quick Pet Place break, but we will be right back with Pet Place news and events here on G. Mozart. We're back on the Pet Place Radio Show. I'm Marie Hewitt, and it's time for Pet Place News and Events. Last week I told you about a special adoption event at the Seal Beach Animal Care Center. Well, today is the final day to take advantage of their $9 adoption fee for all cats over nine months of age. That $9 will get you a wonderful pet that's been spayed or neutered, microchipped, tested for FELV and FIV, vaccinated, treated for fleas, plus a free vet exam. If you've been thinking about adopting one of these days, well, today is the time to pounce on this. The Seal Beach Animal Care Center is a no-kill shelter, and the special promotion is being held at their facility, which is located at 1700 Adafo Lopez Drive in the city of Seal Beach. For more info, visit www.sbacc.org. And don't forget to check out our website at PetPlace.org to send us your comments or suggestions for the show and see what other fun animal-related activities there are on the Pet Place calendar. Well, that's all for me today. Remember, pets need love and a home, too. We'll be back next weekend with more of the Pet Place here on K-Mozart. I'm Marie Hewitt. Please stay or to your pets and have a wonderful day.